Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to the first First Alert Weather Podcast of 2022. Dave, it's uh, it's good to be back. It is good to be back. Can you believe we're already in 2022? I know. And all the things have already happened this year, good things. Great things. You know, I don't know about you, Dave, but I'm feeling 2022. It's it's going to be a good year. You know, we, we're getting over some of this stuff. Work is feeling good. We have some fun stuff coming up here. And the, the really the focus of our podcast today is wintry precipitation. Because if you guys have been paying attention uh, in the Southeast in general, not for us, there is, you know, a snow system, a wintry system uh, on tap here for the weekend. Yeah, and it was something that we were watching. I know earlier in the week, we're recording this on Thursday, January 13th, some computer models were hinting that uh, the Savannah area could possibly receive some wintry precipitation. That was a long ways out. That was five, six days out a from the actual, shot. yeah, uh, actual event. Mm-hmm. As we're getting closer, computer models are getting a little bit more in agreement and better confidence in these computer models that they're keeping the colder air and hence any wintry precipitation just to the north of our area. So it's still a first alert weather day. We still expect a lot of impacts in here as far as the rain goes, but that's it. It's going to be a rain event. Right. And, you know, sticking with the whole snow thing, we just had passed our four-year anniversary. I don't know if you would call it snowiversary of the last time Savannah had measurable snow, and that was the 3rd of 2018. And that is a top five snowfall for Savannah, which, you know, we don't have a lot to deal with, less than 10 on record since 1948. (laughs) And, you know, 2018 four years ago now, before that, it had almost been three decades since we had measurable snow. So it's not like it snows here that often, but I just want to kind of turn to you, Dave, because I, it was right before I got here and started, you know, working with the team. So what was it, what was that like? You know, only 1.2 inches of snow at the airport. That's enough to, to wreak some havoc on the area. It is it is absolutely one of the most memorable things mm-hmm. in my almost 22-year career here at WTOC. You know, I, I have to preface this. I'm from upstate New York, so I'm used to seeing the snow in the wintertime. And, and when we're talking about forecasting an inch or two, not a big deal. It's right. really not. Yeah. But for down here, when you, you mentioned it, it has been since 1989, since Savannah really saw measurable snowfall, significant snowfall. And um, it was something to see. I think we had 1.2 inches officially at the airport. Of course, higher amounts uh, west of uh, the I-95 area. But it just was an amazing sight. It blanketed the entire area. Seeing the snow, I was working mornings at the time. So uh, we stayed late, uh, of course. And um, uh, I think I, I got out of work. It was like 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, and driving down, I still have the videos and all the pictures of that. Driving down Chatham Parkway, and it's snow, these big, heavy, wet flakes of snow are coming down. The whole road is just covered in snow, and everything is, is just snow. It was wonderful. We made snowmen at the house. Kids were going sleigh riding, uh, whatever they can find to use as sleds, because right. you don't really have sleds out here. you know. And it, it was just an experience uh, to see. And, and the thing about that snow was it stuck around for a while. Um, because our temperatures remained on, on the cool side for several days after that. I had ice in front of my house on this little stretch, which where there was a, they were still building some homes, so there was a, a, a wooded lot, and the sun took a higher up probably like 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon before it started hitting this area. Yep. So it remained cold. It had ice out there for four days after that event. 
hiding in the shadows. Yes, and it was ice and still a little bit of snow. And it was just incredible because you never saw that initially. But four days after that had happened, it was just something that you didn't see. And, and it's something that a lot of people will never forget, even though it was only one to two inches of snow. Right. And we don't have like big sledding hills down here, no. but it is interesting, you know, growing up in North Texas, I did live in Iowa for a bit there, born there, moved to Texas when I was young, but I didn't have a true sled as a kid and they sell them at the store you know the Mm -hmm. the uh, the hardware store you get a real sled so i had brought that or my parents had brought that down to texas and we had a hill in our neighborhood so i was always the popular kid it it would snow one to three times or so a year in dallas you know a lot of times you know you get an ice event you get a couple snows of a couple inches that's enough to have some fun so i was always like oh let's go hang out with andrew and i was like Mm-hmm. And everyone else was, ha- they would use laundry baskets or, you know, like you're saying, use whatever you can, whatever you can find. Yeah. Because it was just fun, you know, it, a, a good, a good fun time. And I recently just told this story, but my kind of like sidetrack with, with a snow story of people trying to adapt where it does not snow a lot and definitely two to three times a year is not a lot in Texas, but we live next to a lake. So people would have like the, you go tubing and, you know, tie the rope to the boat and mm-hmm. run around. Well, in my neighborhood, they got a big truck tied a rope to the back of it, tied it to the tube, took a corner too quick, person flew off. We were playing football in the snow one year. We got 10 inches of snow in a day. It was was great. I think it was 2010, I want to say. And (laughs) football game got interrupted because we heard this crash in the neighborhood and they had (laughs) airlifted the person out. They were okay. But it was just like, people are not used to that. So imagine an inch of snow here. And People used to do stupid stuff. I remember when we used to, not me personally, but people, when you'd had a lot of snow, uh, they would wait for a car to go by and then they grab onto the bumper and the car yeah, would yeah. drag you. I mean, just stupid stuff. Well, Don't do that. If you're listening, don't do that. That was not, not smart. And I would not advise doing anything like yeah, that. Yeah. And, and another dumb snow story. This was from my father. So I don't know how true it was. He's a storyteller. He, he always tells that he, uh, grew up in, in, Western New York, where they have ski slopes in some of the areas, mm-hmm. not necessarily a ski slope itself, like where it launches you off, but he took a toboggan down a skiing hill, mm-hmm. did not end well. No, those are pretty steep. You don't really want to take a toboggan down the ski hill. Yeah, and it wasn't his. So it ended up in, you know, a wooden toboggan, wooden 100 toboggan. pieces, had some unhappy parents calling my grandparents that day. So, well, we don't have to deal with that. We're just kind of reminiscing on some yeah. stories of the past. And from 2018, uh, which was the last time we had snow, we go back to 1989, which led up right to Christmas Eve and the snow sticking around. It was very cold. So this was one of the biggest snowstorms for the Southeast. And not only did we see crazy snow amounts for places, we saw uh, very, very cold air. So a little bit of perspective, this affected a lot of the Southeast. So Wilmington, North Carolina, obviously to our North, they got down to zero degrees. And then you think that's cold. Well, for Key West, and you think of this as a tropical oasis where right, it's always in the right. 70s and 80s and cold fronts never make it there. They even got down to 44 degrees. And that's their coldest December high ever, at least as of a couple years ago. So that's just, it was all encompassing of the Southeast. And that's very cold for them. And they might have even had a wind chill that day for all I know. Oh, I would assume. Charleston got eight inches of snow. Savannah got over three inches of snow. Sapelo Island, McIntosh County, got, they almost got five inches of snow. I wrote down some of these different spots in the viewing area. Fort Stewart got over four inches. Claxton, two and a half. Glenville, two inches. Emetter, an inch and a half. So this was a snow to remember. And whenever we say that word in a forecast or on social media or whatever, 
people are like, oh, I remember 1989. I remember Christmas. And you see these old pictures, and it's really cool. Um, I wasn't even born yet, as my dad would say. I wasn't even <laughs> a thought, I thought Thanks. yet. Thanks for making me feel I know. Old. No, no. But uh, it, <laughs> it's cool to, to, to relive these memories through through other people. So you know, that's and they are a big one. They are. You mentioned it before, why they, they stick out so much. Because it snows every year up north, or you right. said you mentioned out there in the, the Dallas area. But um, eight was it eight storms? I think it was eight, eight, uh, measurable, snowfalls. measurable snowfall. So an that's it. Eight of at least an inch of, of snow since the end of world war two. That is ridiculous. Yeah. So, so when it happened, you remember it in 1989 was just something, uh, that stuck out because, uh, you mentioned those totals with the, the highest totals were actually just a little bit further North in parts of mm-hmm. Southeastern, um, North Carolina. They had over 20 inches of snow. Yeah, that's, that's wild. I was working in New Bern, North Carolina in Eastern North Carolina, which is just North of the Wilmington area. And I just got my first job. I started in December of 1997. And we had it, we were forecasting, I think it was like an inch of snow. And I didn't think anything of it. I did, because I came from New York, right down from New York. And I was working in the weekends and I was like, oh, no big deal. I'll get out, you know, midnight, go get something to eat. Nothing is open. Everything closes down for an inch of snow. If you have 20 inches of snow, that's crippling. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no snow plows and there. There's no icing things, especially back in the late 80s. I mean, th- there's nothing. It's just going to go until Mother Nature warms it up and melts everything. And you mentioned it did stay cold again for that. So, um, yeah, that is just uh, crazy to think about all that stuff down here in the south. Just imagine, you know, all the fountains downtown just frozen solid. It's 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 crazy. And, you know, we don't have any snow in the forecast now, but let me just go through some of these dates in which we get snow so saying there's a chance there's nothing in the forecast but you know climatologically we get snow in february you know four out of the eight times has been in february so i mean there's a chance you know that's one of the colder times of the year you just you have to have the moisture and the cold air match up at the same time we (laughs) always have we can have the moisture just fine yeah we've got it coming this weekend yeah it's not going to be cold enough it's harder for that colder air to dive down than it is for us to get the moisture it's where you get them at the same time and that's you know in the opposite of that we've already been freezing this year you just didn't have the moisture to go yeah, with it so right. it, you just have timing. to have timing is everything that is the best way to look at it and i figured that we'd stick on this topic and put on our our professor hats for a minute and just kind of give a very basic take us back to you know third grade science class and talk about the different forms of precipitation and how snow falls because we look at temperature profiles. So we have an atmosphere, it goes vertically, and these weather balloons go up twice a day. Every forecast office from the National Weather Service, um, and they are measuring uh, with their weather balloons. They have something uh, something attached to them called a radio sonde. As these rise up, they're measuring the temperature, the dew point, the wind speed, wind direction, tons of variables that you guys would, wouldn't even care about. But with that, we get a good view of what a vertical look at what above us is happening because we live here at two meters above the ground is how we measure our weather. But to know what kind of precipitation is going to fall, we have to see what's happening above us. If that entire temperature profile from the ground to the cloud base level is above freezing, you're going to have rain. You know, that's what we have 99% of the time. Now, this is the one that's a little tricky. We get hail a lot in the, in the summertime. You know, you can have it with these sea breeze storms. And this is the one that's fun for me to try to explain because it's the most like you can you can dive into it without it being too complicated. So hail forms, 
you you have storms breathing in and out like we do. We've got updrafts, which would be inhaling for the storm, and downdrafts, which would be kind of like an exhale. You're inhaling. That's water water vapor going vertically up. That's how these storms build high and high and high, and you could get them over 40,000 feet at sometimes. Well, it's colder as you go up, and typically, unless you have an inversion, which comes into different forms of precipitation, but as you get water particles, which could be rain, if you get a strong enough updraft, those water droplets will be pulled up into air that is below freezing. And if you get these below freezing particles that try to fall into the downdraft and then get pulled back up and down and up, they actually kind of collect layers on them. So it's really interesting if you ever see a hailstone, cut it in half. I don't know how many people would do that. I'm kind of a weather nerd. But you can see kind of how many times it has gone through that process. And the stronger the updraft or that vertical lift, the bigger the hailstones will likely be or the more layers there are until they get big enough to where they either out they dominate the downdraft or updraft and come out or it's not all just up and down in thunderstorms it's going left and right as well so it can fall out kind of the side it's very easy to depict where a hail core is on a map looking at our radar so we can always kind of tell this is where the hail is this is where it's moving it's not the entire storm it's going to be a little off center of where the updraft is more so where the downdraft in a storm is and and we can can depict that so it's really interesting they get huge um for example in South Dakota, this, I looked this up today, the largest on record in the United States. This could change. There are a couple different ones. I'm just going with this one because I read it from a, a weather service article. Right. Eight inches in diameter, almost two pounds. Can you imagine that? Two pounds falling from the sky? No, no thank you. You're dead. Um, I mean, that hit you in the yeah. head. Well, that's why, you know, it, it sounds kind of silly, but we tell people to wear helmets, you know, and, and being in your car, that's only going to save you so much because if that hits that your windshield, yeah. you're going to get glass, you know, all over you. And I've personally been victimized by huge hail my own doing in college um you storm chasing yes but uh we won't go into details that day but it you know you get yourself in in um situations that we try to tell people to avoid and it's hail's nothing to mess around with and a lot of people think of hail they kind of get it mixed up with sleep they're thinking it's frozen precipitation a little differently form a little bit differently you mentioned that it all is based on the column of the air from where the, where the precipitation starts in the upper levels of the atmosphere all the way down to the surface where we are. And a little known fact that most people might not even think of this, pretty much most of the precipitation is going to start as snow or ice right. in the higher levels of the atmosphere. Now, is it going to stay that way? It depends, as you mentioned, what is the temperature as that moisture, is, as the precipitation is falling through that. If you're looking at sleet, you're starting out as ice, and then there's a little area of some warm warm air, which will melt it into rain. Mm-hmm. And then as that continues to fall, well, it's getting into some colder air, which is going to be below 32 degrees, and it's going to refreeze that rain. It's not going to be in the same shape as any snow that it was before. It's going to form those little ice pellets that you hear, and that's what's going to fall all the way down to the ground as sleet. So it's a yeah. little bit different than the, the hail, which occurs only in a thunderstorm. So people will say, oh, we had some sleet out there. No, that's hail if it's a thunderstorm. And if you're talking about regular precipitation, non-thunderstorm, that's sleet. Right. And sleet, you, you, the profile is kind of like a warm air sandwich. Cold at the surface, a little air uh, inversion there of the temperature where it's warmer aloft and then colder above that again. So you kind of have this layer of 
of warm air. That's a good way to, to describe it like you did, Dave. And there are a couple other different, you know, forms of precipitation that get like very technical, like freezing, well, well, freezing right. rain. Are you going to go grapple? Gra- okay. Yeah. That's the one that like, I don't, we don't have it that often. It's kind of like a slushy version of snow where you have, water that freezes on snowflakes it's it's weird we it's don't like get it a that super often. cooled something yeah. isn't it uh, it's not anything that we usually see but you you can get it here you could get it other places that's just kind of throwing it out there don't want to spend a lot of time on it but freezing rain is the one that really messes up travel. that is the worst it's that the is worst. the worst if you're trying to travel it, to anything and if we forecast freezing rain like we're staying put we're not leaving it we're it's gonna we're gonna treat it like a hurricane because we don't want to be on the roads no and it, it's where you have you know the cold air is at the surface. Right and, at the you know, surface. That doesn't always happen, but we could see that in the uh, Midlands, more so upstate of the Carolinas here over the weekend. And I've seen models over, you get a tenth of an inch, you can survive, that's okay. You get to a quarter inch of ice, that doesn't seem like a big difference. Completely different. That's going to weigh down power lines. That's yes. going to weigh down yes. trees. You're going to have just, you're going to wake up after everything melts and things are going to look different if you get more than a quarter inch. Right. So basically, the, the, the precipitation starts as uh, snow or ice. There's a larger uh, layer of warm air, so it melts. And then they have a cold air at the surface, but that cold air layer is not quite large enough for it to refreeze into sleet. But it's cold enough right at the surface that that precipitation freezes on contact, and it's usually going to be more of your metal surfaces, uh, your cars, your homes, your power lines, your trees. Yeah. And then it, that can just, it's just, ice is much heavier than water. So it weighs things down. Things can snap. Power is a concern, let alone you can't drive on ice. I mean, right. there's nothing you, you can know, do. Those elevated surfaces where your trouble is going to be. And it's kind of interesting to think about where you drive on an overpass or a bridge and it says, you know, this freezes first. It's because you don't have anything underneath it. It's exposed. There's no right. insulation of the ground to keep it warm you know we talk about ground temperature a lot whenever we think if ice is going to stick or not if we had a string of 70 degree days ground temperatures in the 60s or so soil temperature if you will and then you've got a big front coming in here we'd be like well enjoy it while you can if it snows because it's not going to stick around very long whereas if we're consistently cool and then we have an event like freezing rain come in that ground is already chilled to where it's more favorable for it to stick quicker that also plays a role into it. It's not just every situation is going to be the same. We have to know what the weather was before that because we don't usually have to talk about ground temperatures. We, n- we never do. No, no, so it's farmers pay attention to it. Right. Soil temperature, soil moisture, things like that. We don't have to on a day-to-day basis, but we would if, if a situation like that presented itself. And uh, let's get into the last one, of course. We talked about the, the rain, the sleet, freezing rain. The last one is really going to be snow. Um, and that's just if the whole column of air is at or below 32 degrees, yes. it just stays all snow. It's the opposite of rain. You know, that's that's it, the, one of the best ones. It is. We, it's, it's nice. It's, there's something about just watching snow and, you know, we're so used to rain making a ruckus out here. Sometimes it can, you know, we hear it beating on our studio roof. So for us, it triggers me to think I need to be working, mm-hmm. but, um, for snow, you can have it accumulate, pile up, not hear then a thing. make a sound. Doesn't hear a thing. It's crazy. It's great. And, and the worst thing for me is have you ever been in the, is this the cold, wet rain? Talking like 39 degrees. The worst. It's pouring rain out. I would rather have it snow because you're not going to get as wet mm-hmm. and, you, and you're not going to feel as cold if it's snowing as opposed to wet, cold rain. Oh, it's the worst. 
Yeah, it's uh, you get to a certain point, especially like if the wind chills below freezing, uh, but the temperature is still yeah. above. You're like, man, this is just it's a tease. Miserable. Nobody likes it. Miserable. So, well, you know, let's let's go back from talking about something miserable to something not so miserable, and that would be for uh, UGA fans. You know? <laughs> let's get into the weekend here because there is a big old celebration up in Athens. And I know that your wife particularly happy about this one. Uh, our wife, who went to Georgia, she's a Georgia alumni, mm-hmm. and she was in the Georgia Red Coat Band, and a Georgia native. So she and her family very excited to see the Georgia Bulldogs, Go Dogs, uh, win the 2022 championship. Uh, and it was just a great game, although she didn't watch it. She probably wouldn't mind me telling you that. She was oh. too nervous, too nervous. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I couldn't watch. Couldn't I've, watch. I've been there before. Um but uh, watched all the the other replays and all the other stuff and, and just super excited uh, for all the Georgia fans out there. It's been quite some time. I think it's 41 years um, since uh, the last championship in 1980. So it's a good thing when they're having the celebration this Saturday over in Athens. And, of course, we're talking about the storm moving into the area. So if you are from the area maybe thinking about going up to Athens that's something we're going to be talking about now because I think your the ceremony itself is sometime mid afternoonish. Two o'clock. I'm looking it up. Two o'clock. Okay, um, and I think you're going to be fine uh, for the the actual chilly. ceremony, the dog walk. Yeah, it'll be chilly out there, but the precipitation is going to start to move in probably more early evening time frame. So after the event, if you are planning on driving home, that's when you're going to see a probably a, a good chance for the rain. It could be heavy if you're maybe. Staying anywhere north or west of the Athens area, especially dicey. if you're thinking of coming back early in the morning, that's when concerns could yeah, be. The good news is that the further south you come back here toward the viewing area, the warmer it'll be, the more chance you have of just liquid precipitation. But, you know, overnight, I, w- I mean, there is a chance. I mean, their low is 31. There's a chance that you have that brief window in which you could have some frozen precipitation. That's for Athens. We're not talking about the Savannah area. We're talking about for people going to the – the celebration for the Bulldogs. Yes. So, but you know, it looks fine. You know, mostly cloudy, probably upper forties, little breeze going to make it, it's going to be chilly. They're not going to care. Just, just go dress warmly. Negative 10. Just They've warmly. been waiting a while for this. Yes. Yes, they have. And it should be a good time. They're going to have the walk uh, and then they'll have the dog walk leading up into the stadium and then the whole shebang. Yeah. Having the just, stadium. You know, I just watched this from the outside looking in with my, Sooners football team getting dismantled with <laughs> transfers, coaching changes. Just got to hope you guys enjoy it because I wish that it was my team. That's okay. I think I, I think that does it for this one. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to to talking to you guys again here soon. But uh, Dave, glad glad to start this out on a, a good foot here, and and we're going to try to do these a little bit uh, more often for you this year. Yeah, this is the start of our. Second or third year? I, I might be the third. Might actually. be the start of our third year, mm-hmm. I think. So if you ever uh, have trouble falling asleep, <laughs> we got plenty of podcasts. <laughs> hey, we can talk put and them put on. you to sleep. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, we, we appreciate you guys listening, as always. This will do it for the first uh, First Alert Weather Podcast of 2022, and we'll talk to you guys again here soon.